Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Tony. Yeah, Todd. Fancy a brew? Ah, I'd love one. Put kettle on. Welcome to episode four. Four weeks, four coffees, four podcasts. We've done what we said we would do for once. That's it. Well done, us. How have you enjoyed the coffees? I've loved them. It's been, although we haven't moved that much, like from, well, it was basically one continent until now. The taste and flavor profiles have been very diverse. Yeah. Which has been a lot of fun to taste and a lot of fun to guess. Um, but you gave me an easy one last time. So I think, what am I on for something easy this week or is it a bit? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> There's one, there's one thing that could happen, which we can talk about a little bit, okay? Because it's quite an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't anticipate that happening, but if it happens, you'll be like, oh, oh, that's happened. <laughs> does it make perfect sense? Yes, it does. <clears throat> anything else happen this week? What's what's happening with you? I'm reading um, Barack Obama's book. Are you? Promised the, Land. Promised Land. Is that a biography? Yeah. It's very long, 702 pages. Oh my God. Which is the longest book I've ever read, probably. Probably the most interesting life you've ever read as well, I'd say. Yeah. The weird thing is, is like, I started reading the book with a preconceived notion that I just like Obama. Yeah. And I don't think this book is doing anything to balance out (laughs) whether he is, like, from, from, I'm like more than halfway through. Yeah. And he's kind of explaining his decisions on why did this, why did that, how he got into office um, and the daily struggles and things. And I really like it. And I like the way he writes. And from what I've, the other things I've seen of him, I just think he's a good person. He's a good family man. Um, But I'd love to read like Hillary's book about (laughs) him. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I don't know. And then just kind of somewhere in the middle. Which, I mean, like, I would not be reading Boris Johnson's book and being like, yeah. oh, he seems like such a great guy. Because <laughs> he's not. I fucking hear that, can't yeah. I? I can't comment on that. I'm reading Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison at the moment. Absolutely stunning book. Really? So good. She's just incredibly good writer. Uh, fiction? Fiction, yeah. Written in the 70s, I think. Ah, oh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> I've realised recently that it's okay actually i've learned this during lockdown it's okay to stop reading a book that you don't think is good interesting before i'd always read books and been like well i've committed now and i'd always commit to a certain point of being like right i've got to get at least a third of the way through before maybe i haven't really got it or i'll go back and read it again from the beginning yeah but i've read a couple of books recently that i've just been like I didn't enjoy that from the beginning until the end and I should have just put it down like I shouldn't have, yeah I, sh- I should have just moved on to something that something else and given the book away because there are obviously like there's shit songs that get put out there's obviously going to be shit books that subjectively shit books that get yeah, put yeah. Out. and they're just not for you yeah so I read one about uh, about the North Sea back in time and comes up and like some of it's interesting there's some chapters aren't really interesting and I got about halfway through and I was like, I don't need to finish it. I'm putting that down. I'm starting this. And now I can't put this book down. Yeah, like, that's I just good. Like, I love, if there's a spare moment, 
I'll be like, right, where's the book? I'm just going to read it because it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I like it. Like it's, I don't know whether it's like a getting older thing, but I find it rarer and rarer to find something like that, like a book that's like, I just want to read my book. The last one was um, Major by another famous Todd, Todd (laughs) Ralph. I think his name was Todd Ralph. Todd Balf. Um, Is that the cycling? Yeah, it's about the first. It's basically like the uh, fastest guy on a bike ever, about breaking the land speed record on a bike. This guy called Major Taylor. He's the first black guy. And he was it's just like, it's such a good, it should be a movie. Yeah. Like you read it and the things that happen to him, you're like, this is immense. Nice. And that was a book. Like I, ha- I also had it on holiday. But every time, like I had like a spare 20 minutes, you'd be like, yeah, just going to sit in this chair in the sun and read my book. Perfect. Immerse myself into the world. Because it's like 1900s as well. So it's like, it's almost like the invention of the bicycle. Yeah. Like bicycles come into popularity. Really good. That sounds good. That's the thing, like, that's what I've started to realize is when there's a book like that that exists and there's loads of them, I shouldn't be wasting my time reading something that I'm not enjoying. But it's quite difficult to not finish, to complete the gestalt. Yeah. It's quite difficult. Fuck the gestalt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you've got to give it a decent chance as well. That's the thing. Like, it's the same with movies and with series as well. Yeah, that's true. Especially series. Like, yeah. Pilot episodes are always pretty shit, so I'll always watch the second episode, even if I didn't enjoy the book. Mad things like a show that's maybe three three series long yeah 10 episodes per series and an hour per episode it might take you three hours to get into liking the series and i feel like that's too long i don't have time for that yeah i want explosive straight out the straight out the gates with like a car chase yeah an explosion a (laughs) sex scene all within the first minute (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) then they can worry about the plot afterwards You've been drinking much coffee? I have. What I've been drinking. Actually, I ran out of coffee. So I had to. I I meant to send someone a Christmas present with some good coffee cartel coffee. I didn't get to send it. So it's been sat at home and I've had to open that. (laughs) So Merry Christmas to you. (laughs) So sorry, Christina and Shirley. They'll get you a coffee. Well, a different coffee now. Yeah. I'd already had to buy them another coffee because I'd ordered them a coffee that I'd got too old that I'd, I was like oh fuck well, I'm gonna have to buy them another coffee now so I bought them another coffee and I didn't send that one so now I've opened that one I can I've got excuses there's so many excuses yeah. and now if I send it to them they're gonna have to pay tax on it anyway for import tax where are they Germany Germany yeah it's all plenty gone wrong. local coffee roasters in Germany yeah. I'm sure you can little uh, little up and coming roastery called the barn <laughs> Never heard of it? Run by a little guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll probably have to get him something. The other thing I've been struggling with this week: motivation to get outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Really tough, especially mm-hmm. on the bike. It's like it's cold. The weather's nice, mm-hmm. but it's icy as well. It's icy, 
but from where you look out in my flat, it just looks like the nicest day. Yeah. And it's warm. So uh, Saturday, I spent three hours going back and forth in my brain. Should I go out? Should I not? Yeah. And I ended up not going out and then being in a stinking mood the rest of the day. Mm. And then I started Sunday the exact same way. And then it, I was just like, the only way to rid yourself of the obsession is to do the thing. Yeah. And try it. And even if I did it and fell off, then at least I know that the unknown is now known. Yeah. And it was a um, mistake. Yeah. But rather, what, trial and error. Yeah. But I listened to um, a podcast that was talking about a German concept called Regenangst, which is Regen the, I don't think it's real, but it's like <laughs> the angst that you feel before you go out cycling in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe that's not a great. Is that it? It would be called Regenangst, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of it before. I mean, you can have, that's the best thing in German, isn't it? You just put words together and it's a new word. Yeah. I think it's it's to do with when you have to, like if you're a racer or or if you're oh, training. Right. And it's like, you can hear the rain on the window and the feeling of like inevitability. Oh. I have to. But I was, I was feeling the opposite. I was feeling like, I don't have to do this, but I want to do this. Yeah. But should I do this? I think I get. I did it. <laughs> I think I get wind angst more than regen angst. Yeah. I don't mind the rain, but I hate wind. Or wind and rain. Wind und regen angst. Regen regen angst. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're probably right. I'd rather. I think if it was blowing a gale, I wouldn't go out. Yeah. But if it was just raining, I would probably. I've also got lazy because I got the turbo trainer, so I've just been on that. I've been doing more races. The annoying thing is. Um getting quicker but i think more people are getting quicker <laughs> so i'm going down in the order so the first race i did i came fourth the second 13th the last one 18th so the, you, the bar is coming up yeah and you're coming up but the bar is coming up quicker than you yeah. are you're well, so you're sort of raising the bar and raising it too high <laughs> <laughs> but it's good they've just brought out a little so you can steer now oh nice so you can steer into people that's, they say that's one thing that you can't do so you can't steer into people but you can get like around a corner you can get an apex to a corner and it picks up speed picks up speed yeah the thing they're missing is being able to punch other riders yeah definitely sure. headbutting stop for a coffee yeah. <laughs> and a cake and a piss <laughs> Listen, if you've made it this far, four coffees in, thank you very much. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you found it interesting, entertaining, and informative. Um, and so with that, let's buckle up and get into the brew zone. Right, coming to you live from the brew zone this week see what this is tony a little thing i like to call a chemex what do we know about chemex the nature of the filter paper means that a lot of the oils and the fines will be held back so we're going to end up with something that's almost uh, amber and when we hold it to light it's going to be clear as a whistle clean as a bell beautiful Because we were trying to be smooth, but because we forgot.
um, the, um, do you know the Chemex is in, I'm just trying to find out which museum it's in, but some design museum in MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, the Chemex sits Where? In, in New York City? New York City, as a, as a... What, in the Guggenheim? In the MoMA. When was it made? 1941. I mean, it's nice, but it's not. It's a vase with a lip. <laughs> and a bit of wood up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it does look nice. It looks, it's, a, it's a nice... It's also too ungainly to put in a cupboard, so it kind of has to sit on a worktop. So it better look bloody nice. And uh, featured on Friends. Yep. Friends is very problematic these days. But yeah. It's very white. It's quite homophobic. Yeah, a bit transphobic. Um, not the kind of show we endorse here on the Anti-Coffee Coffee Club. Not the... Um Okay, so yeah. Chemex, I don't know if this should really inform your decision or inform your guessing, um, but why not? Yeah, just let it inform your guessing. If you don't have a Chemex at home, we don't expect everyone does have a Chemex. If you don't have one, you can either pause, go on a little boutique website, Amazon.com, and buy one. As an alternative, you could just brew it however you've been brewing the other ones. This coffee's a bit of a, a banger. I hate that word. This coffee is very pronounced, has very pronounced uh, flavour notes. Okay. So I think you're going to have no trouble distinguishing separate flavour notes, even if you're brewing it through a French press, mm-hmm. as opposed to Chemex. So immediately I'm thinking it's a wash. What's your recipe? Can you go in classic 16.6 to 1? Um, it's just your very basic traditional 16.6 to 1. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, where have you been? We've been making this joke for four podcasts. It's very esoteric, very um, very much an in-joke, which you're now in. Um, 60 grams per litre, same recipe. I have pre-wet the filter, mm-hmm. and what we have to remember to do always is get rid of that water, from, which is now in the Chemex, which you don't want. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit fiddly. 60 grams per litre, which I'm going to do... What should we do? Uh, well, so the way I'm going to do this is like a step, stepped pouring. Okay. So maybe I'll do 250 mils. Mm-hmm. Quick maths, carry the one, four. Long division, 15 grams. And yeah, uh, grind-wise... Slightly coarser than Aeropress. Okay. Now that you know what grind size to use, uh, here's your opportunity to uh, to get grinding. Grinding, you know what I keep in a line is. Better stay in line with. You see it like me shining. Okay, so nice and level bed of coffee in the filter. And we're ready for our first pour. Now, the first pour, it's good to have a scale for this. As with all the other coffees we've brewed, brewed, I don't think we've used one without a scale. It's it's probably the, the, the cheapest thing you can buy to make the biggest jump in brewing coffee in terms of consistency. Mm-hmm. Then you buy a grinder. Then you can get involved in all the other shit. Um, but the first pour, I'm just going to do a little Orlando Bloom. Yeah, it's true. So it's just going to be 30 grams. And really what I'm doing is just wetting the coffee bed. 
uh, just to let it gas off a little bit, just to get it ready for the rest of the brew. Um, uh, I just leave it. So basically, this is one where you do have to kind of be on it a little bit. So once it starts to, you'll see it start to puff up. And then when it stops puffing up and it starts to sink down, then I'm going to go for the second pour, nice. which is going to take me, so it's another 30 grams, and it just takes me to 60 grams in total, 60 mils, 60 grams, a mil is a gram. Don't worry about it. You've poured your 60. Yeah. Once it starts to sink down, that's, back, yeah, that's when I want more in. So I, now I'm going to go from 60, and I'm going to add another 60, which is going to bring us to 120. And I'm just doing slow, considered clockwise pours. You can do anti-clockwise if you want. Doesn't matter. Um, hear that? Hear that noise? That's deliciousness. That's what that noise is. And then same again. And then this is going to be the last pour. So I don't know if you've noticed. I've gone 30, 60, 120. I'm doubling each time. Uh -huh. This one's going to be 250. Nice. If you want to stick to the thing, it should be 240. But 250 is just nicer, isn't it? And that's it then. We're just going to let that um, do its thing. Gonna let it pour through. I'm going to go and make a bowl of cereal. Um, yeah, and then... It is quite a, a... It's like when you look into a fire and you become hypnotised by the fire. The Chemex is a bit like that. I think you're going to struggle nailing this one down. Yeah, we're almost there. That's because you're at least two metres away, Tony. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I mean, you, uh, it won't surprise the fans to know that I just keep things very simple. Listen to this. This is what you can achieve with a Chemex. It's quite hard to achieve with any other brew method. A nice swoosh. While Tony researches whether you can compost a Chemex filter, I'm going to get back in the chill zone. Okay, back in the chill zone. Welcome back to the chill zone, Todd. Thanks for um, having me. So, can I compost this.co.uk? It says, in general, paper can be composted. It's far better to recycle paper than compost it. The only exception is if it's coated in plastic, which your filter paper shouldn't be. Uh, check with your local recycling. Ask your bin man next time you see him. Yeah. Ask Make him a Chemex and yeah. be like, mate, can I recycle this and do you want a drink of coffee? Yeah. I think more people will start to enjoy coffee and find out how varied and interesting it can be. I love it. 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 If anyone's doing it, please let me know. I, I want to see more of it and I want to promote more of it because it, it can only be good for specialty coffee if more people get to taste a wide range of interesting delicious coffees. Oh.
the other th- I guess the other th- good thing with the Chemex it is a wee bit more social. You could do 60 grams. You'd fit a litre in there, couldn't you? For a litre? Yeah. I'm going to take my first sip. Get in the guest zone. <laughs> David, David Guest. Mmm. What? It's like a lemonade. It's quite bubbly. Yeah, it's quite, quite um, yeah, effort, effervescent, isn't it? It's got loads oh. of... I, I feel like I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't need to guess. I know. It's very... If I think of colours directly off the bat, I'm thinking greens and yellows. Like, straight away. So I like doing that when I, get, when I first taste the coffee. I'll go straight to my colours. Because that helps me sort of narrow down where to go from there. What's that called? That has a name. Has it? Synesthesia. Is that what it's called? Synesthesia. Sounds like a condition. Reading on this thing, it says, synesthesia is a neurological condition in which information that is meant to stimulate one of your senses stimulates several of your senses. An example of that would be every time, like, if you bite into food, you can also feel its geometric shape, Ah. like circle, square, example of geometric shape. (laughs) Like, if you're feeling emotional... And you close your eyes, you would see like certain colors. Mm. I definitely, if I'm eating food, then the texture is the most important thing before, even before the flavor. I wonder if everyone's slightly synesthetic. Because you, it must be a scale, doesn't it? It can't yeah. just be like yes or no. Because I feel like if I put a Malteser in my mouth, I'm also like, oh, it's chocolate, it's um, like crispy, it's round. <laughs> It smells like chocolate. Yeah. We can actually do a quick synesthesia test. Yeah, let's do it. Ready? Yeah. I'll answer. <laughs> Punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you the questions, you answer them, okay. right? And we'll just rattle through. Yeah. Do you think you are a synesthete? Yeah. Yes. You don't know. No. Or you'd rather it be yes or you'd rather it be no. Oh, okay. Good answer. Okay, I don't know. You will see some letters, numbers, weekdays, and months. Choose the colour that fits best for you. You're trying to match this sound. Oh, right. You do it again. Sort of like a yellowy black, like a grey. What colour matches Friday? Friday, red, I'd say. Big red. Me and you are the same. February... Uh, yeah, like turquoise. That's what I was saying, mate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, like icy yeah, chewing yeah. gum. I maybe black, just that. Um, but now I'm just choosing them because I haven't chosen the one before. Yeah. Some bluey, a bit lighter, sea blue. Oh, like futuristic. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Eight. Ah, that looks good. <laughs> oh, how fucking long are we doing this? <laughs> like a ship at sea it feels more like a memory game yeah but if you're a real synesthete you wouldn't it would just fe- you would just feel it and you'd ah, be like that's okay. it ah, so okay. you can cheat the test <laughs> I said blue for that <laughs> one okay your score was 0% right okay fucking hell <laughs> anyway that's synesthesia in action so so you're thinking in colour I'm thinking in colour and I'd go straight yeah this yellowy greeny it's, this is it's acidity, c- citrus, limey, tingly. It's like lemon sherbet, you know, when you dip a lot yeah. of pop into lemon sherbet and get yeah. it out, I get, I'm get, i getting a lot of that. It's cooling down a bit now, though. 
I'm actually surprised by the body in it. I didn't yeah. think, I thought it was going to come out much more on the level that you're talking about, like acidic and um, effervescent. Yeah. But there is some, there's like a, in the aftertaste, mm-hmm. something really deep. Like, a bit more like plummy, mm-hmm. but caramelized, you know, like a, like a plum pudding. Or, you know, what's, what's it when I'm you not from it? Yorkshire, mate. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what a plum pudding is. <laughs> Are you talking like a tartata? <laughs> of course, plum tart, pal. But it's funny because uh, my idea of it being a washed, but it tastes more like a natural. But it's clear, mm-hmm. and definitely the aftertaste. That's that's where the naturals sort of sit with me. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely something else in there. It's got a good sweetness to it. Tons of sweetness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like really, especially in the middle, you get like a little peak of sweetness. So it's like acidity front up, citrus front up. Yeah. Bit of sweetness and then plummy. Something I thought would the Chemex would bring out a lot more, which is a, a characteristic that you wouldn't necessarily associate with coffee. Yeah. Tea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like yeah. I thought it has yeah, like yeah. a tea like, but I think a lot of that's to do with the brew method. Mm-hmm. Dare I say it, a bit of a dryness, but not a bad dryness. You know, yeah. like just how... Tea has a lot of tannins. Yeah, tannins. Yeah. yeah, like it has a bit of that. Interesting. Um, you want to start narrowing it down? I find this very difficult to pinpoint. It's familiar, but not familiar enough that I'd be able yeah. to say that's what it is. Do you want a clue? Is it an African coffee? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you that in the last two years, mm. we have bought this coffee before. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. It was fantastic then. It was fantastic now. Uh, I mean, don't think it'd be a Kenyan. People tell me there are natural Kenyans, but I've never had one. Me neither. So I don't know who these people are that are talking about these. It could be a natural Ethiopian with this tea, tea-like element to it. And this, like, citrusy fizziness. Like, that's pretty... Yeah, I reckon it... So that's definitely still on the list, natural Ethiopian. You've like, got your Tanzanias. Tanzania, Burundi. Burundi, Rwanda. Rwanda. All right. You're you're saying you're saying a lot of uh, you're saying a lot of countries. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you've, you've you've mentioned the the the, Every, the origin country. Okay, yeah. I can tell you you're correct. It's not Kenya, mm-hmm. and I'll eliminate um, Ethiopia for you as well. I eliminate Ethiopia. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's gonna be so. What, what have I got left? Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi. It's, it's gonna be a lucky a lucky guess. I think you've narrowed it down pretty well. You've got a one in three chance of getting it right from those three. What it's not for everyone. What colour did it have on the label? <laughs> Green. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Okay, so that fits my this lime acidity yeah. sort of thing. It was like a dark green. Hmm. Yeah, I think all right. I think I'm gonna have a guess. I think I'm gonna go for a Tanzanian natural. You're correct. 50%. It is a natural. Oh. But it's from Rwanda. Is it a Rwanda? It's Gatega Hills. Is it really? That's a delicious, that sherbet thing going on is so tasty. I love this coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gatega Hills. It's a red bourbon. Mm. The flavour notes, I'm trying to think of the flavour notes we had for it last. I don't know if it was last, I think it was 20, no, it was 2019. If not 2018, but yeah, this one—it's almost like more citrus forward, more fruit forward. Um, 
uh, it's just uh, I feel like it's it has everything yeah. you could drink that all day definitely there's always a potential that this could happen is that there would be a little potato defect oh yeah. and then you would smell hula hoops oh and be able to identify it but couldn't t- couldn't didn't get any potato defects in that one yeah it's hard it's, it's like potato defects such a weird thing mm. I don't know how much we should really talk about I don't know that much about it and you know it's one of those things I know when I taste it but I'll mm. it's um, specific to West African some West African con- uh, coffees it's like Rwanda Burundi and like Tanzania but not all of Tanzania mm-hmm. um, but yeah mostly Rwanda and Burundi depending on what you read it says here it affects one bean in 10,000 oh, right. So that's but you can taste it if you've got that one bean I guess in your yeah in your yeah, grinder yeah. If yeah. Especially, well it's 15 15 grams what's the bean weigh 0.2 or something 0.2 of a gram yeah it's basically like it's an airborne bacteria that enters the coffee cherry when it's on the tree if the, if it has like a little imperfection mm-hmm. like a little tear or something um, in it's outer skin potato defect it's always nice when you get a coffee that you've had before and it comes around the next season, isn't it? It's also to see how, like, the real-time example of how the work that our Green Bean Partners do at Origin affects the quality of the crop from year to year. Definitely, yeah. So, like, if, if we're tasting this and it's like, oh, God, remember it two years ago when it was really good and this year it tastes like garbage. Yeah. But obviously they, they do so much to help with putting processes in place and For things sure. like that. So like the guy that runs the uh, the mill is a guy called Bernard. Uh, his full name is Bernard Uwitije. Uh, so he only took it over in 2015. Okay. And before he was just trading coffee and like, I think they, they just say like ordinary coffee, not specialty coffee. Okay. So since 2015, he's been trading or trying to like up the level of specialty coffee. So he like, Put a load of machinery in there, fermentation tanks, uh, drying beds, and so on. Ah oh, man, Rwanda's like probably top of the list in terms of origin countries that I want to visit. Yeah, really love to go there. Yeah, I, I fancy it. Yeah. I heavy fancy it. <laughs> Stop it, please. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't put your finger on my rim. Um, all right, man. That's it. Listen, the first time we've ever done secret subscriptions, um, we'll probably do it again. Yeah, I reckon we probably will. Based on based on feedback. Yeah. If we can get feedback, then cool. If yeah. we don't get feedback, we'll definitely do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do this bonus episode. We're trying to get Courtney back. Courtney's he's very busy man. Yeah, he's booked on. He's got so popular from the first season that he's been booked on Joe Rogan, Lou through through Adam Buxton, Call Her Daddy, all the big ones. <laughs> all right, fans, friends, lots of love. Goodbye.